Bad Boys, a Swim Run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 71 of the show. In this episode, we are basically going to do our latest installment in our ad hoc, very ad hoc series, Swim Run 201, Advanced Topics in Swim Run. And on this show, we're going to discuss the concept of, quote unquote, heads up racing. This mm-hmm. is something you've heard in previous episodes. Um, so prepare for some knowledge bombs being dropped. We have a really full show. So before we get to that, Chipper. Let's take it in right into training updates. So we officially, you may have remembered, May 1st, we kicked off our swim run season here in Northern California. The Low Tide Boys, the swim run team, kicked off our <laughs> kicked off our swim run we, season. We, we. <laughs> and Chris was out of town. He was in Texas. Chris was in Texas doing some race directing uh, for work this past weekend. So we didn't get our swim run in place, uh, but we've officially started our Casco Bay training block i guess we'll call it so very excited about that we're ramping up our joint training sessions and looking forward to sharing our progress with with everyone here who's listening now that we're training we're going to start dialing in all the key phases of racing to make sure we're as ready as we can be yeah and on that note um this episode is chock full of knowledge bombs so the first one's coming up right now we reached out yeah, get ready. Hang on to your hats. <laughs> we reached out to our friends at Precision Hydration to and asked them to share their insight on sort of the the unique aspects of hydration for swim run. And Andy Blow, the co-founder of Precision Hydration and previous guest of the show all the way back in episode 25, he offered to essentially share his wisdom with us as a hydration expert, but also as a super experienced swim runner mm-hmm. about the unique hydration demands that swim run events present to athletes. So... Prepare for for number one bomb. Andy Blow, Precision Hydration, bombs away. Hi guys, Andy from Precision Hydration here with some tips to help you tune up your hydration strategy for the swim run season ahead. So, there's three things about swim run that make hydration a particular challenge. The first is running in a wetsuit. Over long distances and in hot conditions, this can really increase your sweat rate dramatically, leading to higher fluid losses than you'd normally experience running regular clothing in the same conditions. The second is that carrying fluids requires a bit of a performance compromise. Whilst it's theoretically possible to carry fluids during a swim run, using a soft flask for example, doing so adds additional weight and drag in the water, which means that most teams choose to rely solely on fluids from aid stations on course to get the fluids in. And lastly, regular immersion in cold water can increase your fluid loss because cold water makes you pee more than normal. These three things combined mean that competing in a swim run can lead to greater overall fluid losses through sweating and urine output and make fluid intake more difficult than in regular endurance events. So what can you do to stay hydrated in a swim run? Well, first of all, you've got to start well hydrated. When people talk about hydration, most of the time it's about what and how much you should drink during exercise. This is clearly important, but your performance is also massively influenced by how hydrated you are when you start swim running in the first place. Starting fully hydrated gives you a much bigger reservoir of fluids and electrolytes to draw upon once you start sweating. For most short and steady training sessions, just topping up with a bit of extra water in the hours before you start is all you need to do. But drinking a very strong electrolyte drink the night before and the morning of longer and hotter, sweatier exercise can significantly improve your performance. It might even help you avoid cramping up late on in a race too or hours after you finish if something that, that you're prone to. 
drink approximately 16 ounces of water with 750 milligrams of sodium in it the evening before the race and drink another 16 ounces with 750 milligrams in it approximately 90 minutes before the start. Remember with prehydration, don't overdo it. The extra sodium in the drink is, is instead of water you'd normally have drunk at that time rather than having an additional bottle on top of your regular intake. Don't just overdo your intake of plain water either. You'll end up peeing most of it out and if you're not careful, you can end up diluting your blood sodium levels, increasing the risk of a potentially dangerous condition called hyponatremia. During the race itself, the amount you need to drink will depend a lot on your individual circumstances, notably your sweat rate and the amount of time it's taking you to get from aid station to aid station if you're not carrying the drinks yourself. Whilst fluid and electrolyte requirements are highly individual and you should largely drink to thirst, as a guide, most athletes will find they want to consume between 16 and 32 ounces of fluid per hour. As an example, during a long swim run event, I typically find I take two to three full cups of water or electrolyte drink at each aid station. I hope this helps you to perform at your best out there and don't forget to take the free swim run sweat test at precisionhydration.com and get some personalised hydration advice for your next race. And if you want to use our electrolytes in training or races, use the code LOWTIDE21 at precisionhydration.com to get 15% off your first order. Thanks. And now it's time to go back to the show. So as you just heard, if that knowledge bomb was enough, PH has set up a discount code LOWTIDE21 for 15% off your first order. That code is good through the end of May. So make sure you check it out if you're curious, and that also helps makes us look good. So you know, we're all about looking good. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> thank you, Precision Hydration. We love you guys. We've been using it since episode 25, basically, and swear by it. So yeah, I mean, might I, work for you. How many different hydration solutions have we tried over the years, Chris? Probably I don't know. a dozen each, a dozen different ones each. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All I know is I felt really, really dumb once I once we discovered precision hydration. Yeah. It's just like, oh man. Oh, we wish we would have found this a while yeah. ago. Well anyway. <laughs> pack show on to this week's this week's shout outs. So we're shouting out a couple of listeners that reached us over the past week. So thank you for doing that. If you want to send us any info, it's low tide boys with a Z at gmail.com. <laughs> so the first big shout out is to Alex. Linus and his partner, Cam Holman, who were rocking the short course and scored a first-place finish at Swim Run Lake James. Their first swim run. Their first swim run ever. Podium. Won it. Way to go. They did the same thing again in Swim Run Maryland this past weekend. So they're new to the sport, but you wouldn't be able to tell by these podium performances. Strong work, guys. And we shan't forget about the short course anymore. It will be... We'll, we'll pepper it in there. Yeah. We'll pepper it in there. The second shout-out goes to Scott Turner. He's been a fan of the show for a while and just raced his first-ever Swim Run event at Swim Run Maryland. Mild tangent, Marcus had a great post on Instagram about all the newcomers and veterans at Swim Run Maryland. So it seemed awesome. like a perfect, like... It was great. It was, a, it was great. So we're really happy to hear everyone that was trying it out at Swim Run Maryland. But Scott got second place on the solo long course category, handled all the weather that got thrown his way, which we heard included thunderstorms and hail we saw that the team adorkable had to take shelter in a vehicle yep whilst the hail rolled <laughs> rained down upon them so scott way to go super pumped uh and proud of you we'll see you at odyssey swim on casco bay in a few months hopefully with a partner get out there tether up bud yeah. all right now i'll pass it to myself onto the feats of endurance <laughs> good job good pass good volley chip <laughs> 
Well, this week's winner is fellow NorCal resident Jonathan Pascal, who recently completed a big 30-kilometer trail run in our backyard trails of Mount Burdell. He didn't even invite us. Hashtag mildly upset. Yeah. We'll forgive him this time, but bumper sticker coming your way, Jonathan. Nice work. Burdell's a great, great mountain to climb up and over and around. Yeah, I was actually just talking to my wife on how, you know, pretty lucky we are. We have some really great trails spoiled. around us that absolutely spoil. I pretty much trespass right from my house and able to get on some trails pretty quick. Yes. Yeah, so if you want to be like Jonathan and win the Feats of Endurance Award bumper sticker, make sure to head on over to Strava and search Low Tide Boys. We got a swim run club there. So you can get inspired by your fellow swim runners, get the kudos, give the kudos, have fun, see what all the training is like. On to this week in Swim Run, powered by RaceID.com. We still have time for the theme song. All right, so we have a lot of Swim Run news to share this week. I don't know what's going on, but there's just way more news this week. So first, congratulations to everyone that raced Swim Run Maryland over the past weekend. As far as swim run events go, this one checked off a lot of boxes. It was cold. There was a thunderstorm and hail at one point, And there were a lot of smiling faces at the finish line. Uh, there, was, there was also a lot of first-time swim runners at the race, which was really awesome to see. And I think bodes well for uh, the rest of the year as things keep opening up. Absolutely. Um, and secondly, if there's anyone still on the fence about signing up for Odyssey Swim on Mackinac Island, we have two pieces of information for you. First, get off the fence and sign up. Second... <laughs> Hop yeah. off. <laughs> Second, Aaron and the rest of the Odyssey uh, team recently hosted an info session about the race. So you can check out on YouTube pretty much everything you need to know about the race to help you comply with the first point to go sign up. There we go. We have a little bit. We have we have yet another reason why you should sign up later in the show. But hold on for that. Teaser. Next up, um, the event. Akia. <laughs> Jono Kappen. I think it's it's young uh young sopping young young nopping young sopping swim run presented by Speedo. Sorry about that. All our Swedish listeners are hearing like the fingers crawl on the sh- on the chalkboard. Um it's set to take place on June 6th. This might be one of the first large swim run events to take place in Sweden this year and we couldn't be happier because obviously we want events everywhere but especially at the you know, birthplace of swim run. Mm-hmm. The event takes place in southern Sweden. It has a 15k distance and also has a 35k distance, which is a Atala merit race. If you care about that sort of thing, race registrations open now on raceid.com. So check it out if you're able to attend that event. Speaking of Atala, they recently announced that they will be hosting live swim run, uh, live interviews about swim run on Facebook. Beginning on May 19th, the first interview will be with co-founder Michael Lamel about how the 2021 season is developing and what participants can expect. They'll also be doing interviews the week before the races so that participants can ask questions and get a better understanding of what's uh, what will be going on at the races and get all relevant information early on. So they could be doing some heads up racing? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, and finally, last but not least, we really want to give a personal and huge congratulations to a longtime friend of the show and two and a half time guest, <laughs> Helen Vilkmar, um, on being named the CEO of ARC Sports. We are super stoked for her. We're super stoked for ARC. We have a special place in our heart for ARC since they are really the first company to yeah. respond to our DMs and give us the time of day. Um, and also agreed to be interviewed all the way back in episode seven uh, when co founder, and I would say, 
if I can speak for Chipper, the most interesting man in swim run, Christopher Sunberg. He's interesting. Came on the show. <laughs> um, so, you know, we wish Ark the best. You know, we'll always be rooting for them, not just because they showed us love before anyone else even, you know, was acknowledging us. So congrats to Helen. Um, that's it for this week. Feel free to email us to tip us off of any events or swimmer news that you'd like for us to share. Yes. On to updates. So have you jumped off the fence? You're on the side. You're doing, you're doing Odyssey Swim Run Mackinac Island. Well, great. Hopefully didn't pause the show and go register because we have a discount code for you now. Use the code <laughs> LOWTIDE15. That will save you 15% off your registration for any, any Odyssey race. Yeah. So that works at any of the Odyssey races. Low tide, one five, fifteen, fifteen percen pretty easy. And I'm going to give a hot take. I think all these races are going to sell out. They, so it's going to be spicy this year. If they're all going to sell I out. Think that I, I agree with you, Chris. So we're going to be putting out a lot of Odyssey-related content in the next few months, including uh, the course preview episodes for Casco Bay, Orcas Island, Ludington, Mackinac Island. So stay tuned for that. Again, low tide 15, save 15% for any Odyssey race there. Onville Coaching's The Big Battle is starting in less than a month. If you happen to miss our trailer recruitment <laughs> recruitment trailer video to join our team, uh, go over to our YouTube channel. We have it over there. We, we're trying to, to up the video content this year, so make sure you head to YouTube and just search Low Tide Boys and subscribe. Uh, we have a team in the battle, and everyone on the team has been passed the vibe check. Easy vibe check to pass. You just have to be super stoked on swim runs, so everyone is passing with flying colors. Yeah. Our team is already half full, so if you want to be a part of it, you better you best sign up soon. So head on over to onvilcoaching.net to sign up, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Even though we won't be winning, we're going to look really good and have fun. Yeah. Now, one more bit of news. The folks over at Synergy Wetsuits were cool, cool enough to send us a couple of their new swim run wetsuits to try out. And we put together a little bit of an overview vi- overview video on our YouTube channel. So you could check that out. And we just give a quick breakdown on the video. But we'll be doing a full review on Gear Talk with our friends Annie and Brooke from Swim Run Labs. So be sure to subscribe to stay tuned to that. Thanks again, Synergy. Yeah, super cool of them. Should we just get into this this meaty topic? Let's do it. So Advanced topics. First, first, <laughs> first caveat. Hey, we're we're trying to figure this out just like anybody else. So for this one, which we think it's really important, the topic of heads up racing, mm-hmm. um, we brought in people who actually know what they're doing, and we're going to be splicing in some of that. So we got two more knowledge bombs coming at you. But we thought, you know, this is a topic we've we've heard a lot about. Our, mm-hmm. our guests talk about it, it. It really has to do with the whole kind of vibe of swim run, which is this is an adventure. You yep. got to pay attention. You got to carry a compass and a whistle and a little you know, compression bandage just in case these things are can be in open water. They're total adventures. So when you're racing, it's important to engage what everyone calls heads up racing. So we're going to, we're going to kind of break down what that means, how you can practice it in your own practice it, put your best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought that we'd break it down into th- kind of three areas. So before race day and then executing on race day and then sort of post-race where you can debrief and yeah correct things and you know figure out what you need to do better for analyze your efforts and and that sort of thing so let's talk about before race let's talk about before race day chris well you know i think um one thing that's important is that nothing nothing new on race day right that includes you shouldn't 
race day shouldn't be the first time that you're going over the course map or checking to make sure your gear is all there because that sort of those elements uh, detract from you being able to be quote yep. unquote heads up and 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 I like to think heads up racing a little bit as like being really engaged. You're you're engaged with everything around. You're you're kind of you're on observe mode. You're taking in a lot of stimulus. Mm-hmm. Could be nature. It could be the ground. Is there rocks here? How fast am I running? There's a million kind of stuff going going through your head there. So right, yeah. And race day isn't the the that's not the time where you have to visualize all this stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can do before race day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. For example, you could listen to our show where we're doing course previews. So you can get a sense of what the course is like. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to race directors and, and follow their content. Odyssey Swim Run, which we mentioned earlier, they're putting out all these videos. They're super accessible. You can email them. They'll answer your questions. Um, you can talk to other people in the sport. You know, we have some really great ambassadors in the U.S., Trista, you Marcus know, Barton, Beacon Blake, Beacon Marcus, Blake. you know, all these people that have way more experience than we have and are more than happy to to answer any questions that you have but before race day there's definitely a couple things that you can do you can obviously attend the mandatory race briefing you can study maps you can get a sense of elevation and you can sort of try to get your bearings as to what you're going to be doing on race day so that you're not making um you know so you're not having like a mental lapse of some yes So on that note, we're like, well, who should we talk to about this who can give us a little bit more expert information? So we're like, well, why don't we just ask Lars, the race director of Odyssey Swim Run, Mm -hmm. for his take on what it means to be heads up racing from the race director perspective. Yeah, and it's I like the perspective that Lars gives because it's not the way that uh, as a racer or as a, a participant, you're thinking about it like, oh, is a flag here? Is a flag there? It's it's from a different different lens, and I think it will provide a little bit of a different perspective. Which, yeah, it's like it's not like where's the flag? It's like why is the flag? <laughs> yeah. So was that the first knowledge? That was the that, first bomb right there. That's probably bomb one and a half. Andy was first bomb. Okay. That was like half a bomb, and then here we go with Lars for knowledge bomb number two. Lars Vanonger, race director, Odyssey Swim Run. The concept of heads-up racing, we think, is one of the things that really sets swim run apart from other endurance events like running races, road races, and cycling, and triathlons. So uh, the, the major thing is that it forces the racer to take responsibility both for themselves and or their teammate. And, uh, you know, as a race director, we're really not trying to trick anyone to lead anyone off course. What we do at our pre-race meetings and in the lead up to race day is we show you what the signs look like. So you know what to look for out on the course. And, you know, we're utilizing a bunch of different surfaces on race day, whether that's trails or single tracks or beach. It could be Jeep track. It could be rocky islands. Lots of different variety. It could be roads. And so we need to put those road markings, uh, the markings in places where they can be visible, you know, where they point you in the right direction. Um, the other thing that we have to keep in mind is we do go over a lot of private land. So we're working with a lot of private landowners and they may or may not want us to, uh, put our signage out in advance of race day. So what we 
sometimes see when we're setting up a course on a race weekend is athletes will want to go check out different portions of the course, but the course might not be set up yet because of different arrangements that we've made with private landowners. So it really is important to tune in on to our social media accounts, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, for sure make the pre-race mandatory meetings so that you can see what the signage looks like out there on the course. Um, What we'll do typically, at least at our Odyssey races, is we will uh, have strings hanging, strings of tape hanging from clothespins that will attach to trees or signs, uh, something at about shoulder or eye level that you can use as a visual to make sure that you're going, to ensure that you're going on the right course. And then major turns, so if you get to an intersection where there's a major left or a right or a straight where you're forced to make a decision, we'll usually use uh, knee-high signs that will have a directional arrow. But uh, heads up, you just got to – you can't race with your head down. This is not a catered course for you. Um, You have to keep your head up. You have to rely on your teammate. Communication is key. And if you get running down the road for – 200 yards a quarter mile and you haven't seen a guide a tape guiding uh guiding you in the direction you may be on the wrong track the other thing with the heads up racing is aid stations and this is another do-it-yourself style of swim run is no one's going to be there pouring you your drinks or getting you a gels or you know handing you the handing you food from the buffet that's out there, you have to take responsibility uh, both for yourself but also keeping in mind the other racers who are in the race and really just take what you need that can get you to the next aid station. Uh, We do provide you cups uh, so that we don't provide plastic cups at the aid station. We provide you a, a reusable cup that you can stash with you on your wetsuit. Heads up racing again, it's just one of the most unique aspects of swim run and it's uh, it's part of what makes it an adventure. We'll see you out there on our course. Well, Lars, we'll definitely see you out there several times this year. So thank you for that bit of knowledge there. Yeah, so if you break it down, I mean, he he's what, what he's basically saying, it's like, hey, our job is to make sure you have a safe experience that's clearly marked, but your job is to pay attention to what we're saying and yes. be as familiar with you can about the course because it's on you to take care of your partner, take care of yourself, take care of other swim runners out there. And that means sort of, you know, racing your own race. Um, and I think that's really helpful. Obviously, the pre-race meetings are mandatory for a reason. Yeah. And I think as more new people are coming to the sport, you know, they might, they might be, um, you know, not as ready for the experience of having to be maybe not as clearly marked as like a road marathon would be or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And I think even swim run seems to be the 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 the, the biggest the best example of why mandatory race meetings are mandatory is because the course <laughs> is probably definitely going to change from whatever's posted wherever if it's online even if it's on the website to there's a lot of game time kind of decisions being made mm-hmm. uh, with all that stuff. So that's that's definitely good considerations there. Yeah. Now, so let's transition over to what heads up racing looks like on race day when you're when you're in the heat of the moment when you're racing. So hopefully by now you've kind of eliminated all the uh, extracurriculars that you have to think about. Like, oh, did I write what, what leg is coming up? And you have all the 
the mental gymnastics taken care of before and you could focus on putting your best sort of physical effort out on the course and with you with your partner there um but what are what are some things that that you like to focus on chris when you're being heads up when heads up racing yeah so um so in my view on race day you have to you have to be able to do a couple things really well one is constantly be able to communicate with your with your partner if you if you're racing with a partner racing solo you know, communicate with yourself and make sure that you're checking in with yourself. But if you have a partner, check in with your partner and kind of make sure that you both know what's going on and have a really open communication because mm-hmm. it's important for for me to be able to tell you chippers like, stop, like, are we going the right way? I mean, then that happened when we did Casco the first time. We had a super long swim, seemed longer than we thought it was going to be. We were probably discombobulated mm-hmm. coming out of the water. Yeah, or- I mean, I'm 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 breathing to to my left and I see swim runners kind of running on the beach. It's 100 <laughs> feet away from yeah, us. We're like <laughs> we're like I you know, I'm not wearing my glasses, so it's like chipper's going straight ahead, so I stop him and I'm like, "Are we supposed to go this way? I can't see, but I just want to check because <laughs> there's people running over here." Yeah. And it was, you know, it took maybe 5 seconds to get that cleared up, but um, you know, as as you'll hear in a moment by another very experienced swim runner, um, you have to run your own race, mm-hmm. right? So so I think, you know, not only communicating is important, but you both have to be of the same mind that, hey, you're both looking out, you both have your head on a swivel, and you both know that you need to rely on your own senses and not necessarily other people or, you know, anything else to make sure that you know where you're going. Yeah, and and we've we've seen it at, at, at different races that we've done, there's always going to be a team that sort of takes a group of folks off the course. Uh, and I think one thing that Chris and I try to try to do, or, or at least for myself, is like check in, like when was the last flag that I saw? There's one right there. Cool. Okay, I can turn that sort of part off for, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds and then focus how's the pace feeling or, you know, whatever. I could think about racing uh, but always kind of having those little mental check-ins, like where's the flag? Okay, here's one. Cool, we're going on the right area. Mm-hmm. And I, there'll even be times I'm sure, you know, I don't might not remember whatever, but I'll be like, did you see? Have you seen a flag recently? Like, when's the last flag? Yeah. We'll kind of call it out, like quarterback it out or whatever mm-hmm. about that. Especially since Chris races without, um, yeah, like his glasses on and stuff. So it's really important. He's more focused on my the footing and is the ground and and not tripping and, and everything. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. you know, and even, and this is me kind of being on the, on the back end of the, the, during the run and the run train is, is kind of backseat driving almost to picking these flags off is kind of what it feels like. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, we're obviously not perfect. I mean, I'm not perfect at Austin. Uh, I missed a very clearly marked turn because I was <laughs> all happens. full of piss and vinegar trying yeah. to head to that last swim. And we pulled someone with us. Someone followed us, which I felt bad about someone who was, I think it was. Don't follow course. us. Short course, <laughs> whatever uh, you do, solo solo guy. But hey, we got to high five people at the finish line, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, and part of that too is like I made a mistake, instantly corrected it. You know, didn't flog myself or anything, and you know, just just keep racing. I mean, it's a this is a battle between you guys and the elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe you're fighting for podium or whatever, but you still have to sex, successfully negotiate uh, a course, course that could be super difficult it could be rocky i mean it could be anything um and you need to be prepared for it now i think we should go to knowledge bomb number three because the person we have for you now mr swaggy daddy swaggy Swaggy zaddy Zaddy. himself also mr 2020 low tide boy 
a former guest of the show twice now, Marcus Barton, we were just like, hey, Marcus, man, what's heads up racing? And he just, you know, one take. This was one take. Big, big time. Yeah. So here you go. Knowledge bomb number three, Marcus Barton. Heads up racing means race your own race, follow the markers, and don't give a crap about what somebody else is doing. Um, I, I, as a former race director and as a racer, and f- as a racer for someone who has fallen victim to it, don't follow the people in front of you. Um, just because they're in front of you doesn't mean that they're going the right way. Uh, make sure that you know the course, make sure you study the course, and make sure you listen at the race briefing because there could be course changes and make sure you follow the course markings regardless of what other people are doing. Um, I've seen people lose spots from um, following people in front of them. So make sure you know the course, make sure you follow the markings and make sure you listen to the race director's briefings because there could be changes. Well, Marcus has raised probably the most swimmer races in America. America. Yeah. 26, something like that. Just insane. It's it's some crazy number. I think him and Trista probably have done the most um, that we know about. So he's seen a lot of of people get pulled off. I mean, we've seen it even in the the handful of races that that we've done as Mm -hmm. well is um, it's like, oh, I didn't expect. Oh, and you hear, oh, yeah, they got pulled off the course for 30 seconds or whatever. And, and, and. The yeah. limit is mm-hmm. the and I, and I think I think one thing that he kind of alludes to implicitly in his thing is like, hey, you need to have confidence in your decision-making process. Like, don't rely on other people. Like, you need to have yeah. the confidence to make a choice, stop if you think you're going bad, you're going the wrong way or whatever, and, and not just be like, oh, I'm racing. These people seem like they know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, just rely on yourself. Um, you know, and if that seems... I think people listening might be like, yeah, that seems super obvious. But I think when you're in the moment and you're in the woods and you don't see a flag, but you see a team going one way, it's really easy to just be like, I'm racing. Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, and in swim run, you know, that can not cause, not just cost you time. I mean, you know, it's like be, you could just be hella lost somewhere. <laughs> From the wilderness. Yeah. And I, I will say, I, I think when you're racing and if, and if you are concerned for like a tactical tip, this happened to us. I think we were in the back of the pack or in the middle of this two other team packed in Odyssey, uh, Casco Bay, many year, uh, a year or two ago, or a couple years ago. Um, I forgot who it was, but so th- one of the teams was just like, "Have we seen a flag in a while?" And everyone just kind of stopped and was like, "Uh, we're looking around." And we're like, no, and like, okay, let's turn around. And everyone kind of did that. Yeah. So if you are feeling like you maybe had a, a down moment and you missed a flag or something, the best thing to do is kind of just stop, assess the situation. And then if you don't see anything ahead, backtrack. Yeah. And I think that relates back to before race day. So if you know a run legs, it's, you know, roughly three miles and you've been going for like five miles, (sighs) that should be a warning flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, one, one bit I, I kind of touched or that you touched on before the Marcus clip, Chris, that I think was good that we, we bring it up is you, there was, you know, we did, we, we went by, we had a, a lapse, I guess, in our heads up racing and we didn't let it kind of bring, take the air out of our sails. We were having a great race. We had a few legs left and we just said, okay, yeah, we went the wrong way. But let's just get back on track, and we we hammered home, and we we finished really strong on it. Yeah, and I think um, I mean, and, and that that was I think it goes back to communication. Like I was yeah. like, hey man, my bad, super sorry. You're like, don't worry about it, let's go. I mean, we ran like were, an extra hundred feet, so it wasn't yeah, 
But, you yeah. know, but in my mind, I was like, you know, I knew I screwed up. I admitted it. Well, it happened. You said it's okay. <laughs> and we kept going. Right. Yeah. And that's, it was, it was done. Right. Um, I think what you, what you don't want to do is just kind of let that, like, like you said, Chipper, kind of ruin your day. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of racing that can happen. And yeah, I guess if you're trying to win the thing, that could be a, a bigger, bigger bummer. Totally. But if you're just trying to have a great experience, what makes it a great experience is doing it with someone and having a good time. So, hey, if you get lost, find your way back and keep going. You just just got some extra swim running in. It's you got great. some bonus free swim running in. Yeah. Who can be upset about that? Right. Yeah. And I think I think that kind of dovetails nicely into what we think is sort of the last part of Hedzo's racing, which is kind of like the reflection phase, mm-hmm. right? So then you can learn and apply what you've learned, right? Um, and we, you know, we can call that post-race debrief, whatever, um, post-race beer. Yeah. You- <laughs> It doesn't yeah. have to be a, a super formal thing like, okay, Chris, or let's have a meeting and like, okay, leg three, you should have ran a little faster or you ran past the flag. It doesn't have to be yeah. like that. And I think a really kind of interesting example of this uh, unintentionally happened on the Swaggy Zaddies Swim Run Lake James race recap where they were kind of talking. Episode talk, 69. Episode 69 where they were talking to do some different stuff and they were talking about the lessons that they learned about yeah. Hey, Marcus, uh, you know, Lee found out that, oh, he kind of gets really low energy when he's not fueling or and to take more gels next time or or do that. You're kind of writing down these things and you're you're sort of being intentional about them. And or like the compression shirts, you probably that was probably a bad idea because it kept us cold. Like they don't want to wear the neoprene sleeves. They wore these compression things. And I remember when they mentioned that we're looking at each other being like that. That seems like a bad move. And, you know, it turns out that in hindsight, they probably would have done something different. Um, I think it's that type of stuff. I mean, swim run, there's so much gear involved. There's so many different aspects and it's really like, I mean, I always find interesting how complicated you can make swim run and how simple you can make it. Yes. Um, you can totally geek out. Oh, I should have worn something that was three millimeters thick and yeah. worn like something underneath and oh yeah, knee high socks would have been better than low. But in the end of the day, it's like, all right, what decisions are you making during the race to have the best performance and sort of getting to this swim run flow state. And I think the debrief can help you figure out like things that interrupt your swim run flow state is not heads up racing. Yeah. And I think the, the kind of the parts about, you know, the gear, the, the second, second, um, thoughts that you're having about certain things. If, if those sort of thoughts are happening when you're racing, that's detracting from you being able to heads up race, especially if there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So that's that's something good to kind of add to the lessons learned category when you're doing your postmortem on the race or your your sort of your debrief with your your teammate or or whatever or hey if you're just out there to have fun and you had fun and you just want to have a beer and talk about how great the race was yeah you do you yeah yeah so so I think you know what we're really talking about when we're you know to kind of sum up how we view heads up racing it's really like the process of being prepared mm-hmm. intentionally doing what you can to be prepared, visualizing what it's going to be like on race day, having really good communication with your partner and making sure that you're doing the best you can to do your own race and not necessarily follow others or whatever. And then after the race, have some time to reflect and talk with your partner and figure out what you could have done differently next time, how you can improve, um, you know, what you think you should work on, whatever it is. And yeah, and then for the next race, you just sort of leveled up your ability to heads up race. So we hope that you found this advanced topics in Sermon useful and at least kind of got you thinking and, and 
maybe even was a good conversation starter for your next long run with your swim run partner about talking about ways you can sort of level up your, your heads up racing. Uh, but we'd love to hear your feedback on this type of show or topics or whatever. So shoot us an email, lowtideboys at gmail.com. If you said, oh, hey, I have a perfect topic for your advanced topics in swim run, or I have something I want to add or right. anything. Let us know all that good stuff. Yeah, and we're definitely not assuming that we know everything. I think we think about swim run a lot, and I think our swim run IQ, think about it. <laughs> our swim run IQ is pretty high at this point, just from you know seventy plus episodes of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there's a question we don't know the answer to, we'll we'll find someone who knows. We'll it. find someone who knows. <laughs> and a big thanks to Andy Blow from Precision Hydration, Lars Vanonga from Odyssey. And Marcus Barton from the Swaggy Zaddies for contributing to this episode. Yeah. Cheers. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Only happiness. I'm about to